Perhaps the most classic question believers and non-believers alike ask, why do bad things happen to good people? And from a distance, it's easy to throw the right answers out, but when you're right in the middle of tragedy, it's hard to understand what God's up to. Matt Thomas suggests that God is finishing what he started, and he has firsthand experience. He's here to talk with us today about his new book, Completing Project Me. Matt, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. Tell, tell us, uh, how did how did this all start? Well, um, I travel all over the world. I'm, I work uh, with a Christian ministry that uh, that serves about a, 110 countries or something like that. And as I travel, one common thing that uh, that drips through every culture is, why am I here? And uh, does the stuff in my life matter? Yeah. Uh, and I realize that. Uh, you know, it would be it would be helpful to help people walk the journey of life and understand that nothing in their life is is wasted. The good stuff is used by the Lord. It's all blessings and stuff for us to give thanks for, and and the difficulties and the hardships all fit into the process as well. And the reason I wrote the the book uh, with that particular title is most people see the biggest project in their life is developing meaning and significance out of their own life. Uh, the only thing is, is, it's not really our project. Hmm. You know, we think we are in control of it. Um, there's a verse in Philippians one six that says, "Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ." So it says, you know, God started the work; God will finish it. And so our job is not to um, make something of our life, but understand what God is making of our life, and then by faith uh, join Him in that. Boy, easier said than done. There's going to take a long time to unpack that. Um, was, was, was there a particular event in your life that kind of started the first domino in writing this book? Uh, yeah, there were two or three, uh, some major ones. I was uh, I was kidnapped at one point in time as a as a missionary and and briefly held, you know, and what what was going to be uh, held for ransom type of a situation. And so oh. I had some people that wondered. You know, well, how does that fit into the development of leadership? And that would have uh, derailed uh, what ministry we had, but uh, it didn't derail it. It actually, it actually heightened uh, our ability to do ministry in that particular region. Um, another event that probably is closer to home for a lot of people, uh, since death visits every family everywhere, every human being, with the exception of Elijah and Enoch, uh, have, have died at one time or another or will die. Uh, Jesus is going to fix all of that, and when when uh, when death is no more in in eternity. But um, uh, we had uh, the un- unwelcomed, unwanted, certainly uh, experience of losing a son to cancer. He was 28 years old. He was a youth pastor mm. when he passed away. A godly, wonderful young man, and um, and I started noticing that not only our own grief, but the grief and the lack of you know the big question: Why? Why did this happen? That catapulted into uh, several people asking me to do seminars or workshops on walking through grief when they watched the way my wife and I walked through this. So um, the the book was somewhat uh, spurred on by that as well. So, what's the first thing you tell folks when when they're dealing with what looks like the biggest mess that you could ever imagine in their lives? And uh, sometimes that's by our own bad choices, but oftentimes it has nothing to do with our choices. How do you how do you point people toward God's sovereignty and all of that? 
Yeah, um, you know, we like immediate results, and we feel like if we don't see an immediate result to something, and we're just bearing the pain of it, um, that it's a wasted event, or it's a negative event, or it's uh, there's no value in it, or God can do nothing through it. And so we easily cast these things into a trash bin <laughs> of uh, spoiled experiences or disappointments, or people even give up in their faith in, in God on the basis of a single experience at a single time without without waiting and seeing what God is doing in it and through it. So I, I tell people, you know, uh, be patient. It's, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you to, to grieve or even express being somewhat upset, but don't lose your faith over this event, because I guarantee you, if you will stay close to the Lord, God will make not only make sense of it, but He'll use it in some significant way. Um, and, uh, and He always does. And that's why, you know, I wrote a chapter in there on uh, that we need to have faith in God, not in results. Hmm. And um, some people like uh, put their faith in resolution. If if things resolve the way that I want them to resolve, then I'll believe in God. So it's kind of a conditional belief. Yeah. And I say, don't don't put the conditions on the Lord. Let let the Lord uh, work through all this. So I tell people to hold on and uh, deepen in your faith. Don't don't throw it away. But we do have this human nature need to see some kind of sense come from the pain that we endure. Uh, you, you talk about ripples of impact. Well, what, what, mm-hmm. what, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, this is all the way through the Bible. There, there, um, there's, a, there's a Greek word, it's called pleroma, and it, it, it means full, but it means a different kind of full than what we anticipate. It means full as though, uh, you know, you fill up a cup that's overflowing and then you it flows over into another cup and another cup, and it just keeps uh, spilling over. Um, it keeps having fulfillment in, in additional ways. And, uh, and, and our life experiences are like that. The whole concept of uh, just like you throw a rock in a pond and the ripples just keep going way beyond the initial splash. We are always looking at the initial splash, and we forget that there are ripples that are, that are impacting. So in the Bible, for instance, um, you know, Moses thought that... Uh, that you know, spreading the blood of a lamb on a on a post and and having a certain kind of meal with unleavened bread on one night, that when the people escaped Egypt, that that was the end of that story. That was the end of the use of that uh, of that concept of blood or escape or whatever. He didn't realize that uh, 1,300 years later, that really there'd be more significant meaning to that hmm. experience than he would ever imagine with uh, the death of Jesus on the cross. Same thing with Abraham. He had no idea what God meant when he said he would make him into a great nation. When he died, he had one son of promise. That was it. Uh, so uh, the Lord is continuing to, to work in our experiences. And so uh, do you, what I tell people is, is um, don't just look for the one-off experience of something. Realize that God is working in, in ripple effects for perhaps years to come from whatever your experience is. Well, uh, do you have any personal examples of that? Um, yeah, so so I mentioned the the passing of our son. Um, <clears throat> Mitchell was a, a godly young man. He just uh, loved the Lord and and loved people. And you know, it, it was uh, obviously painful, very difficult to see him pass. He and I worked uh, together on. He said, you know, I don't want one drop of this experience to fall to the ground without some significant meaning and help for others which shows you how selfless he is. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
And so right up until the point of his passing, we kind of shared a blog together and did a did a little bit of vlog, I think, at the time. It was what they called it, the, yeah. the uh, video logs. And uh, and we would write stuff, and we would send it out. And uh, we were just walking the journey together, and we let people look in the window, so to speak. And uh, And I kind of forgot about it. I mean, it just kind of fell off the radar, and I didn't think in terms of, that have any any effect other than just um, kind of letting other people look in at uh, at our journey, and then I started getting communications from people like a, a woman from Liverpool, England, that wrote and said she was so bitter and angry and hated God because of the death of her husband and saw no meaning in it, and she said my faith has been restored in God because of uh, because of what when I watched the the journey you went through, and then you know there's a a young man from Michigan that I, I guess comes from a really nice Christian family, but he uh, became addicted to drugs and, and ended up incarcerated for uh, a long sentence because of his um, uh, some of his mishaps in life and, and his choices. And, uh, and the entire family grieved at the fact that he had just, uh, you know, kind of thrown his life in a trash bin and, and just didn't want to do anything about it and felt like everybody else was to blame for his life. And in the long run, um, he read some of our stuff and he repented and he said, mm. I'm, I'm a changed man and I have renewed faith and all of this God can use in some way. And so so the ripples of uh, Mitch's life, for instance, the, the effect of it continue to flow today. Every now and then I speak in an event and uh, Someone will come up and say, I'm so thankful you introduced him as your son, as in the present context, because when my brother died of a, in a car accident at 16, uh, my parents didn't know how to handle the grief, so they just said, uh, we, we no longer have three children, we have two, and they removed all the pictures of him. Oh, wow. Yeah, terribly painful. This is a woman who's in her 50s, and she yeah. said, just by you speaking of him as in present tense, and uh, and uh, him having a shared ministry with you, she said, my life, in my view of my brother, is revolutionized. Wow! So those are just some of the uh, examples of ripples from that 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 came uh, to be long after the passing of our son. Well, the idea is to complete Project Me, and that that completion process is painful at times. Uh, I'm sure someone's hearing this, watching this. Um, what would you say to somebody who is just kind of stuck in the middle of this 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 painful whatever that is happening in their life what what is your admonition to them as they as they lean forward yeah you know i i would tell them uh first off i'd say um you know uh, one of the and this is going to sound a little weird but uh to some people but, but most people simply pray for resolution uh, i would tell them to to press into the lord and, and pray more about relationships the closer we get to god the better we understand what's going on in our life. Mm. Uh, if we're just praying for resolution, if we're just praying for the answer, um, then even if the answer comes, we may not have a better relationship with God. We might not understand the larger things in life any better. So first, I, I would just say, uh, pray that way. And then I would say, um, and, and this again sounds counterintuitive, but but uh, I would say, uh, thank the Lord for everything. Thank Him for the good stuff. Thank Him for the difficult stuff. The Apostle Paul did that. He said, uh, it's what I call a prayer sandwich in Philippians, or excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. Uh, it says, um, um, rejoice in the Lord always, uh, 
pray without ceasing, and then in everything give thanks. And I call that a prayer sandwich with the prayer being in the middle, pray ceaselessly, but you go into it with rejoicing always, and you come out of it you know, thanking the Lord in every circumstance. Wow. And uh, so I tell people, you know, when you pray, pray with gratitude in your heart, and uh, because you pray by faith that God is going to make some sense out of this. And the, it's interesting how when you pray that way, to come to know not just the answer to the prayer, but to know God better. And when you thank Him, realizing that He's going to work at this, uh, your heart will change. Mm-hmm. Uh, your relationship with God will change. Uh, your understanding of the circumstances will change. It all changes. And so I would I would encourage people just to remember that uh, nothing's wasted. Um, God can work through work through the most difficult circumstances. We've got a whole reservoir of examples in the Bible. So I would tell them to hold on. Some great words, Matt, and so grateful for the work that that you've presented here in this book, Completing Project Me. Where can folks get a copy of the book? Well, they can get it at uh, Broad Street Publishing. It's published with them or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and uh, and I would encourage them to do that online. It's in Kindle as well as as, um, as in hard copy, so that's where they could get it. And where can folks stay connected with you if there's any kind of social media connections for you and your book and your work? Yeah, uh, they can they can jump online, and I do have a blog. It's uh, matthewathomas.net, and they can follow uh, blogs and other writings, uh, other books that I've written. That's where they can find me, matthewathomas.net. Fantastic. Matthewathomas.net, uh, for a reminder, and the book is called Completing Project Me, and we're so grateful for your time today. Thank you again, Matt. Yeah, thank you. All right. Until next time, this is John Graham bringing you The Culture Connection. Thank you.